Today's topic, how to be awesome at not gaining weight during the holiday season. I used to think it was inevitable. It's the holidays, you gain weight, but not anymore. I implement a few simple and practical strategies to where I don't gain weight during the holidays, or if I do, it's not that much. And the best part is, I still totally indulge, just not every day. In this episode, we're gonna talk about how to make a plan to eat and enjoy and celebrate, but also get back to healthy when you're not celebrating. How to carve out time for workouts and plan ahead and how to squeeze them in when you miss the workout you plan for. And how to do all of this in a non-stressing way. Make a mental decision and form a general plan of how you're gonna attack it. And then there's less individual decisions on the daily, but more of just following the plan you've already set up. Join me today as we talk about eating and exercise and how to stay healthy during the holidays without compromising any of the fun. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. It's the holidays and everything is centered around sitting and eating, which isn't great if you're trying to not gain weight during the holidays. First, before we get deep into this, I want to be very clear about the intention of this episode. I am all about health over anything else. My goal is not to be as thin as possible or to constantly diet or overly obsess about it. My goal is to be as healthy as possible so I feel good and I live a long time. So all the things I talk about on this podcast and in this episode and upcoming episodes relating to health and nutrition and eating will never be about fad dieting or dieting at all. I'm all about a lifestyle. I don't subscribe to juice cleanses or anything extreme. I think it's just the good old slow and steady. Be patient and consistent. That's what works long-term and that's what's best for your body, in my opinion. I don't think there's ever a one-size-fits-all answer, depending on your preferences and how you feel like your body processes different types of foods. I'll share what works for me and what I've learned by watching every nutritional documentary on the planet, listening to podcasts, and talking about nutrition to anyone who will listen. Obviously. I'm not an expert at this. I've just consumed a lot of information and I've learned a lot along the way and that's what I'm sharing today. So many interesting topics to cover on future episodes, but today let's focus on how to not gain weight during the holiday season and still enjoy every minute of it. So there are two parts to the equation, what you eat and exercise. Let's start with eating. So let's call your normal healthy eating plan your clean eating. For me, that's the kind of group of things I like to eat when I'm eating on the regular. So when I'm eating for nutrition, my healthy eating routine. There are so many people that are very good at eating really clean. Like I would love to eat like 100% plant-based or vegan or completely dairy-free and gluten-free. To me, that's too extreme. And because I don't have any allergies or sensitivities to any of the major food groups, in general, when I'm eating clean, It's never extreme, but I loosely try to follow a little gluten, very little dairy, and not that many grains type diet. So little gluten, little dairy, little grains, all of that, just a little bit of it. 
And I never eat any sort of white starch unless I'm indulging. So there's no white starch on my kind of clean eating, normal daily plan. So if I'm going to go out on a date with my husband and have wine and a cheese board, I'm definitely eating the white bread with the cheese. That's a time worth having it. But for me, it's not worth having it on a Monday for lunch. I know a lot of people love sandwiches and bread and rice. For me, they're kind of bland and just kind of taste a little bit like filler. So I don't feel like I'm missing out that much. And I don't really like the way my body processes grains and gluten. And I think this probably applies to a lot of people. It just makes me kind of feel slow and bloated. So for the most part, I remove those from my clean eating schedule. And I feel like not really having a ton of carbs when I'm clean eating makes it so that I can indulge more often because I don't have those carbs on the regular that I can indulge more often and I don't feel like it affects me as much. I have a few treats every single day and I snack all the time. But the treats that I have are healthy-ish and they're usually grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, but still totally delicious. I'll make almond flour peanut butter cookies or I'll pick up vegan cinnamon buns made out of dates from the vegan place down the street or I'll have a chocolate scoop from Nectar or a pressed juicery freeze with cacao sauce and almond butter on top. Even with my normal clean eating, I eat a lot of food and I enjoy it and I always have healthy treats. I always have a little something sweet after every meal and sometimes as a snack or sometimes before bed too. I love the brand HU Kitchen. It's like the most healthy, clean chocolate. You can get it on Amazon or from Whole Foods or Bristol Farms. It's vegan and paleo and natural. They have so many creative flavors. I love the crunchy mint. They also have a really good hazelnut butter or just the regular plain salted chocolate are so good. It's great. A lot of times I'll have two squares or four squares of this right before bed and it just makes me so happy. Or I'll pop an entire chocolate bar in my purse and if I go out to dinner and the dessert isn't something I feel like or it's not worth splurging on, I'll eat my own vegan chocolate from my purse. At this point, everyone knows I always have purse snacks and I have no problem pulling it out. The key is having stuff or around or the supplies to make it yourself Just figuring out what healthy snacks and treats you like and will satisfy you is huge. So when you need something, you aren't grabbing for a candy bar or something on the go or something that's just sitting around the house or the office that you don't even really want to be eating. You're just eating it in a bind. I always have two clear containers in my fridge of healthy treats. Some I've bought. I love a local food delivery service or chefs. It's more expensive that way, but... Once I figure out what I like, I'll just order, say, seven of them for the week. So I'll have one every single day, whether it's kind of grain-free, gluten-free, little chocolate chia muffins or something similar. Even though I'm paying more, it's easy, it's convenient, it saves me time because I'm not calling in and stopping somewhere to pick up something because I'm having a craving. And the best part is I'm not eating something I don't really want to eat just because I don't have anything else handy. And if I'm going to be gone all day at the office or just out and about in my cooler bag, I'll pack my lunch and a bunch of snacks. Oftentimes more than I need in case I want to share healthy snacks with friends or my kids, but I pack my kids their own cooler bag too. The same thing goes with meals. I'm always thinking a couple meals ahead. And I think this is really key thinking about holiday eating because we know when we have our holiday parties. So 
you know when you have different things coming up and you're going to want to indulge and splurge and try all the things. So when you're not having those parties and those special events, think ahead and kind of plan your meals so you're eating pretty clean when you're eating on the regular. So sometimes I cook or I pick up food or I'll do Postmates or I love a meal prep delivery service. Usually it's a combination of all of these in a week, but I always have something around, even if I don't have a full meal plan. So I'm never getting fast food or I'm never eating something unhealthy just because of lack of other options. So if we're keeping this as our plan for our clean eating times, let's talk about indulging, when to do it and how. I love celebrating, I love eating and drinking. I feel like it's just such a big part of the holidays and socializing and hanging out with friends and family. So for me, if you're obsessing over everything you're eating or you're constantly not eating things that you wanna be eating or it's all you can think about, like if you eat it, you're upset that you ate it or if you're not eating it, you feel deprived. But to me, if you're doing this, what's it all for? It's not worth it. You have to indulge. And I think the key is indulge. Don't feel guilty about it. Enjoy every bite of it. Have what you want. And then let that have its moment and then get back to clean eating. Don't take the pie home. Don't make a big to-go plate so you have two more indulgent meals as leftovers the next day or two. If someone gives me a box of C's candy and it looks delicious, I'll pick out my two favorite pieces. I will love every bite of it and then I'll give the rest away. I don't take it home so it's sitting on the kitchen counter looking at me for me to pick at. And then I don't feel gross. I haven't totally engorged on the chocolate. If I eat more than a few pieces, I usually don't end up feeling great anyways. This way, I don't feel deprived. I got to try it and then I moved on. So choose when you want to indulge. Do it without any guilt. Don't bring a bunch home so it's easier to get back to your normal clean eating. Also this month, don't arrive at your holiday parties or your events totally starving. It will help you not overeat when you get there if you're not totally just ravenous because you're starving. Sometimes I know ahead of time when I'm gonna indulge and other times it's spur of the moment. It's not so much about having a set plan, but more just having a general idea in your mind of how you're gonna approach holiday eating. And this month, maybe your clean eating is even a little bit more clean than normal to offset all the extra treats that you wouldn't normally be having. Let's talk about some ideas of what to eat during your clean eating times. For my regular clean eating, I do lots of salads packed with veggies and some sort of protein, fish or chicken, usually with oil and balsamic. Or if I'm at a restaurant, I'll do whatever dressing sounds good, but I always do easy dressing. When I'm home and cooking, again, I do a lot of chicken and fish as the main dish and big sides of all sorts of sauteed veggies. I love doing sauteed snap peas. I feel like they're not as aggressive to feed the family as, you know, a huge hunk of broccoli and cauliflower. I feel like you can start with things like edamame or snap peas for yourself or for maybe someone in your family who's veggie resistant. Then I'll also make grain-free muffins to go with it or something else interesting so it's not bland. Like I'm not one of those people who could just eat a plain chicken breast and some sauteed spinach and call it a day. I need more than that. So I'll always kind of mix it up. But in general, the main dishes are very healthy. Then I'll add in some other things to make it more interesting and more satisfying. Then for desserts that everyone will eat, 
I'll chop up a bunch of strawberries and bananas and I'll melt some clean dark chocolate and drizzle it over the whole plate. Then I put it in the freezer for 20 minutes and pull it out right as everyone's finishing dinner and the whole plate is cleared. Or my two favorite healthy ice creams, like I mentioned, I'll pick up nectar scoops or press juicery freezes for everybody. They are so yummy and totally don't taste like plant-based ice cream. I mean, listen, you can't go into it expecting it to be like a Oreo Haagen-Dazs pint, but for a healthy treat, they are incredible. If you're picking up lunch or dinner, so many places now have protein bowls. So you could get a salad or you can get a protein bowl with veggies and chicken. I always add avocado to make it more filling or edamame or some sort of cool seasoning, like a spike seasoning on top to change it up. And you can also get your chicken marinated or kind of spicy. So it's not just plain chicken breast. And if I feel like some sort of packaged snack, I'll have something healthy like Vegan Rob's cauliflower puffs or Siete grain-free salty tortilla chips or any of the lesser evil brand items. My favorite are the roasted puffs. They're so, so delicious. All of these are gluten-free and grain-free and to me, some of the best package snacks for you. They are as healthy as a package snack can be and they're still delicious and satisfy that craving if you want a package snack. The key is eat enough so you don't feel hungry. I'm never a fan of starving yourself. I just think that, I don't know, I just think about all the countries in the world that would not even believe it if we explained to them that we intentionally only drink liquids and don't consume any solids for five days when we actually have food available to us. I don't know, the juice cleanse thing and the starvation thing is just not my thing. I believe in consistency and healthy eating in general, planning for the marathon of it, not a sprint. Another thing I've implemented within the last few years is intermittent fasting. Now, I'm definitely not as aggressive at this as many people are, but I found that it gives me so much energy for the first half of my day. Our really good friends, Heather and Terry Dubrow, wrote a book about intermittent fasting. And as they were writing the book, we would all go to dinner and they would tell us fascinating research about it and everything they had learned in the process. And they really introduced us to this concept years ago, kind of before it was something that was as widely known as it is now. I had never done intermittent fasting before. And like I said, I'm so against starving yourself. So I was hesitant and didn't think it was for me. But I really think my body functions better with this period of not eating. In general, obviously the whole fasting thing, many people have different takes on it, but what I found works best for me and I think would work best for a lot of people is I have my last bite of food around 8 or 9 p.m. I mean, I love a chocolate in bed, so let's say 9 p.m. to be safe. And then I don't eat anything until lunchtime the next day, so around noon. So it's about a 15-hour fast And I love it. And I don't put strict rules on it. So if I'm starving on a particular morning, I eat. Or on the weekends, if we're going out with the kids or if I just feel like breakfast, I skip it. So it's not like it's this hard rule that sets in stone that makes me feel limited and constricted and deprived. It's just more like a shifting of the schedule. And it's also very efficient for timing. I feel like I just get so much more done before noon because I'm jamming around and I'm getting my stuff done. And then by lunchtime, I'm like hungry and I have my salad at lunch and then I have snacks throughout the day and I just love the routine of it. 
I eat what I want throughout the day, totally eat what I want, you know, within my cleanish eating plan. There's so much science behind this fasting from reducing inflammation to possibly being very beneficial to your heart and your brain, good for insulin levels and cellular repair. There's so much you can read from actual experts on this topic, unlike me, which of course you can get it in so many places, all that information. But just to give you an idea, it is so interesting. It can take a while to get into and to get used to, but I love it. If you've never tried it, I suggest trying it for a week and see what you think. And I think it's a great strategy to help with trying to stay healthy during the holidays. By simply eating for less hours of the day, you will likely consume less calories and it helps with weight loss or just not gaining weight. On to the second part of this, exercise and exercising every day. Here's what I've learned about this. You have to remove the barriers, reduce the point of entry and make it easier. Just think the impossible is possible. You just have to move. Don't overcomplicate it. One step leads to the second step. Just think, I just need to get more mobile. It feels good and then you keep doing it more. I've really found it helps me a lot if I don't get intimidated by all the new workouts and the overwhelm that can be there. Just have an open mind and think, I just need to move and I just need to sweat. I think it's always easiest to get it done at the very start of the day before you're tired or before the day has a chance to go sideways. Now, I'm one of those people who most of the time loves working out. Similar to diet, I work out to be strong and healthy as opposed to just wanting to be skinny. I love feeling strong and having muscles and just feeling fit and active and like I have energy. The key to this in general for me is putting it on my must list. Years ago, I saw a really great YouTube kind of interview with Tony Robbins. And he basically said, in life, you don't necessarily get your wants, but you always get your musts because you have it in your mind that no matter what, you are going to make this happen. It's on your must list. For me, exercise is always on the must list. I must get it in most days. Some days it's nice and long and I feel like I'm doing the real work to change my body. And other times it's short and I feel like it's simple and at best it's a maintenance workout. However you can get it in, whether it's 15 or 20 minutes or an hour and 15 or 20 minutes, I just plan to exercise every day. And if I skip a day, it's never more than one day a week. I listen to my body. I know a lot of people believe in a rest day and I think I naturally get enough rest days, quote unquote, because There's plenty of days where I'm not doing a full intense workout. I'm just doing, like I said, 20 minutes and I barely work up a sweat or I'll skip a weekend day or something comes up or we're traveling or my day starts way too early to pack it in or I have a sick kid at home. So I never plan for an off day, but that allows me to go with it when an off day naturally happens to me. Okay, so first, remove the barrier of entry. Make it easier to make it happen. I used to be someone that absolutely loved doing fitness classes, like in studios. Just before I got pregnant with Parker, I was doing two classes a day every weekday. So Monday through Friday, I was doing two classes. I would do Orange Theory at 5 a.m. and a Pilates class or a trampoline class at 6 or 6.15. And then I'd be home by 7 or 7.15 when the girls were starting to wake up and get them going. I was like at the top of my fitness game. I love challenging my body and muscle confusion and changing up the workouts. So this was like a really fun time for me. 
Then I mellowed out the workouts when I got pregnant with Parker. Once he came, life got so much more complicated with a third baby. So I switched to completely working out at home. And I used to love working out at the gym and in studios, but now I don't think I'll ever go back just because it saves so much time not having to go somewhere. That's really the main reason, just less setup involved and more time actually working out. So recently we built a home gym, but I've been working out off and on at home for 10 years plus without a gym or even without a designated fitness area at all. I've always just had my yoga mat, a set of weights and arm and ankle weights, and that's it. I can get an intense workout anywhere. Before we had the gym, I would do it downstairs in the family room or I would do it in the bedroom right next to my bed if it was something kind of quiet that wasn't going to be too loud to wake up my husband, or I'd go out for a run right outside, wherever. Now, like I said, we have a little home gym and it's like my most happy place because I have a Peloton treadmill that I'm obsessed with and a stair stepper and weights. But like I said, just recently, I've had this luxury. You absolutely do not need a home gym to work out at home. There are so many online workout programs that you can pay monthly for. And it's so much less than a gym or classes. And there's so much variety. I love Beachbody On Demand. It's my favorite. I like to switch it up. There's other ones that I really like too. But for me, Beachbody On Demand, it's a great price. It has the most variety. And I can change up what I want to do. So I could follow a program specifically. I could start at workout one and do the whole program. Or I can kind of bounce around. There's just all sorts of things from lifting heavy weights to Pilates and yoga. I love the T25 program and the P90X programs. And there's several of both of those, depending on if I feel like doing a lot of cardio and jumping around, or if I feel like doing heavy weights and really focusing on building muscle. If I want something that's a full hour long, or I only have 25 minutes, I just feel like it's the most bang for your buck, lots of variety so it doesn't get old. It keeps it fresh and exciting. And I have certain classes that I love and I'll just do over and over. And sometimes I'll modify depending on what it is or maybe if my knee hurts, my ankle hurts. But the thing is, I'm still following the timing. So say they do a workout that doesn't feel right for me that day. I'll just do my own workout, but I'll still do it for whatever that one minute that they're doing their workout. So rather than just lifting free weights on my own, I always have a video playing. Obviously not if I'm on the treadmill or something like that. But other than that, I always have a video playing, if nothing else, just so I keep going quick enough from exercise to exercise and so I don't have to count it out. Even if I'm not doing the exact exercise they're doing, I'll do it for the same period of time that they're doing their exercise. That way I can kind of watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast and not have to be counting. I just feel like the workout goes faster. It's fun. I'm doing what I want. And There's just so much variety. Like I can do a Beachbody video every single day and never get bored of it or tired of it. For me, it's just the best. So if you're working out at the gym, on the other hand, book your class ahead of time and try to stick to them. But make sure first that it's a good plan, like it's practical for the rest of your lifestyle and everything you have going on. If you're working out at home, same thing. Just make sure your plan is one that will actually work most days. And then make a hard decision in your mind. That way you're not deciding each day if you should work out. You already know you're going to. Make the steps easier so there's less that gets in the way of you actually doing this. All of this is, of course, much more intense during the holiday times, but I'm telling you, 
it will make you feel so much better and really help with not gaining weight during the holidays. There will be days that you will skip because your days are too full or you have special events going on, but keeping up with your routine and balancing out your splurges will make you feel so much better overall. Don't just feel like, oh my gosh, I've already eaten, I've already had holiday events, I'm just gonna chill out and start in the new year. No, don't plan to start January 1st like most people do. I say keep up your workouts so you don't feel like you're starting behind on January 1st with extra weight to lose. And on the days when your workout plan doesn't pan out, so say you wake up late and you just can't fit it in and everything else, sneak it in wherever you can get it. Think outside the box. If I don't wake up early enough for my full workout, I might do 15 minutes of arms in the morning, right? So I woke up late. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to jam down there. I'm going to do heavy weights or heavy for me. I'll do 15 minutes in the morning. And then I'll do another 20, 25 minutes of some sort of intense stairs running while one of the kids is at their class. Parker has a speech class with a great like set of stairs going up to there. And I'll put my ankle weights on and I'll just jam up and down and sweat as much as I can in that 25 minutes. Just because you miss it at your set time doesn't mean you need to write it off completely for the day. Like, oh, I missed it. All right, today's a wash. No, 15 minutes of sweating can totally get the job done. For me, it's just about sweating every day. Sometimes it's impressive and sometimes it is not at all impressive, but I just feel good doing it. And once you've decided that it's on your must list, you naturally eliminate things that you can do without. Like maybe you didn't need to do that extra target run this week, or maybe you can do two things at once, like put headphones on, and work out while you're talking to your mom. Sometimes just thinking outside the box makes it easier to actually get it done. This way, when you're at an event and there's all this yummy food, you feel good about indulging. You don't feel guilty because you're eating pretty healthy otherwise and you're exercising on the regular. So it feels good to enjoy and indulge and try all the treats. And it just tastes so much better too because you're not having it all the time anyway. I've really learned that it's all about having a plan ahead of time, whether it's your next meal or your next snack or just having healthy foods around. Or if it's a set workout routine, make the decisions ahead of time. They will be so much easier to execute when you have a plan in place. I think the keys are moderation in what you eat and limiting it to the event and not extending it out into the week and making exercise a priority. This way you eat and indulge and celebrate, but you don't overdo it. And you feel good going into the next decade. Rather than thinking you'll start on January 1st or start on a Monday or at a certain time, for me, it's not about a start and a stop. It's just about an overall lifestyle, making the decision and putting it on your must list and thinking long-term, marathon thinking. Happy holidays, friends. Let's eat and drink and celebrate, but not too much. And let's also exercise and start the new year feeling our best. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.